Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. This month marks the beginning of new leadership for the Missouri University of Science and Technology. Mo Degani is the university's new chancellor, and he joins the school from Hoboken, New Jersey. He served as vice provost for research, innovation, and entrepreneurship at the Stevens Institute of Technology. This week, Mo Degani stopped by St. Louis Public Radio's Rolla Bureau to talk with Jonathan All. Their conversation started with Mo sharing what excites him about joining Missouri S&T. Well, the university has a national and international reputation in STEM fields. Uh, it has, over the, uh, the, the, the span of its history, produced some remarkable engineers and scientists. And when I uh, got the call to uh, consider the position, I was over the moon with the opportunity. Uh, because as an undergraduate student myself, when I was considering different universities for graduate work, uh, Missouri s and when we used to call it Missouri Rolla, was front and center. Uh, with remarkable programs in material science, in mechanical engineering, in infrastructure engineering, in uh, uh, really solution-inspired research activities. So that was very, very exciting to me and the potential that this place has to uh, become significantly more uh, relevant and an important player in the world of science and engineering uh, and beyond in the whole field of STEM uh, activities. What scares you about taking this job? Um, Of course, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, uh, only the paranoid survives. So I fall in that category myself. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the entirety of support from the state for a gem of a university such as this, uh, the, the, uh, the whole uh, view of, uh, uh, you know, where the engineering and science and STEM fields are headed, and uh, uh, frankly, the state support for the, uh, for the university is always uh, we can't rely on tuition only. Uh, research is costly to, this, to the university. It's never a source of income, and yet is critically important for our national standing and reputation and actually for uh, developing the cutting-edge science that we need to teach. Uh, so the biggest, if I were to tell you, uh, my biggest concern is the uh, enrollment management. We are in a down cycle now, and universities go through these cycles up and down, and we must reverse that trend. And then the, uh, the support that the state provides for the university would be my two uh, biggest concerns. You mentioned uh, enrollment. It seems like any higher leadership person in higher education has to be very concerned with uh, recruiting, retention, and fundraising. <laughs> so what are your thoughts and ideas on how you can improve those three things uh, here in Rala? Well, the number one, uh, the number one factor in all three is for us to highlight who we are 
and really let the world know of our accomplishments, uh, both in engineering uh, research that our faculty do and, and, and science research as a whole, whether it's, uh, you know, physical sciences, chemistry, materials, physics, mathematics, or life sciences, biology and history, social sciences, and so on. Uh, we have some remarkable research programs that are ongoing. We need to highlight those. And then the fact that our students are truly experiential. They have STEM uh, design, uh, spine categories that they build on their design, their senior design projects that are truly second to none. When, when we design present and win uh, projects such as Mars Rover, uh, and these are national competition, or uh, the Solar House, uh, then, then we are a major player in the cutting edge of STEM tech-centric programs. We must highlight our achievements in those areas so the world would know, and therefore we become a destination of choice for the types of faculty and students that can then help solve national level problems. Do you believe ultimately academics is what makes enrollment and recruitment, retention, fundraising possible? Or to what extent do you think the other factors play in? Like when you get a freshman on campus, making sure that they have the support that they need and they have a safe place to live and some of those kind of things that aren't directly tied to academics but seem very often to have a very important role on whether they stay here and if they're successful here? I think that's an excellent question. Uh, the, uh, in a holistic manner, it's really the, uh, the educational experience that the students get. It is really a four-year, five-year, six-year uh, educational ecosystem uh, that, that they decide to come to. And it is not only the academic support. It's not only our classes, our laboratories, our, our, our um, uh, core curricula, but it's all the supportive activities, supporting activities that enhance their experience here on this campus. And these include uh, all the social interactions, communications, humanities. Uh, you know, I always think that in the era of artificial intelligence and, and automation, uh, we need to increase uh, other elements of education where you need to grow an engineer or a scientist uh, that is well aware of the global uh, issues, national issues, and be able to address those in a holistic manner. Not just a technical solution to a problem, uh, but also with the consideration of the impact of the technical solution on environment, on society, the economic aspect, the political aspects of the of their solution. So yes, it's a holistic approach to education, not just the technical aspects, not just the course courseworks. And I think that's one of the things that uh, we worry about here all the time, and continuously review our curricula to ensure that they are complete and include all the other aspects of a, 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 a holistic education. 
because we had an interim chancellor for two years and because of some budget issues, there are a lot of people on campus that have interim at the beginning of their title. Uh, there have been staff reductions. There are some departments like uh, residential life, the library, international affairs that have fewer people working there than they used to. In your first few weeks on campus, what is your sense of morale of the staff who work here? Um, the, uh, the impact of budget cuts and the reductions of enrollment and uh, uh, the actual elimination of some of, some of the open positions uh, are felt. People, it's, it's, there's no denial in the fact that people are doing more with less. Um, but I'm not, uh, I'm not prepared to say that the morale has been impacted. I think this is a, a, a very uh, tight community. Uh, people help each other. I have seen examples of that. When, uh, for example, for planning of some of our open week function, uh, people came together from different divisions, different academic units to help out and actually fill the gaps that were there. But these are short-term solutions. Uh, we, can, we can move on and go on with, uh, with fewer hands for a year or two years. But ultimately, we need to address, we need to deliver what we need to deliver uh, before the morale gets impacted. And I think we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of measures that we are discussing, and some of them are already in place, to, for example, increase the enrollment, uh, to increase research. Uh, we have a lot of ongoing work with the Army, for example, that we need to bring together and present it in a holistic manner and become a trusted agent for the Army and therefore increase their, their research revenue, uh, research activities. And a lot of our faculty and staff, they get, they get all jazzed because of the types of work that they do. If they know that their work has impact, they will extend their hours for another hour or so if they have to. But in the long run, we need to, uh, we need to convey our message that we have an important mission and delivery of that important mission has certain requirements, and we have to figure out ways to, to address the, the needs of the campus. In, in your time in Rala so far, what has been your um, impression of town-gown relationships? Where do you see strengths? Where do you see things that you can improve upon? Well, as the major... Uh, the player in the community, the, the, uh, the largest employer of, of the uh, community, we play an important role in the wellness of the community as well as our own campus. I have already asked for a meeting with the mayor uh, of, of the city of Rolla. Um, I've already met with the, uh, our senator, uh, Senator uh, Justin Brown and our representative. And uh, we, I fully intend to be uh, a good neighbor for the community. And frankly, we expect uh, reciprocation from the city uh, for them to understand our needs and for us to put our heads together and see 
how we can enhance the the community life here, uh, we we have a responsibility for the community, as a as a as the the largest employer, as the as the uh, really the focal point of of the city. And therefore, we need to bring everybody together. I think we need to be the sage on the stage that brings everybody together from our congressional delegation, senators to the city uh, mayor and uh, institutions of the city and figure out what are the best ways that we can work together to enhance the community and the university all at the same time. You're talking about bringing the brightest people in the world here, uh, both at the faculty level and at the student level. Do you think there's a challenge in getting those people to come to Rolla, Missouri, when they also may be looking at Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, places like that? For some. For some of the faculty and the students, yes. But I submit to you that uh, there are others who would love uh, to be a part of this community. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's the safest community in the world to raise a family. Uh, you get to do your work hassle-free. Um, I know. I lived in New York City area. And a lot of people who are attracted to, to uh, uh, metropolitan areas such as New York City also sacrifice hours of their lives in a given day to actually get to work and back to home. So uh, there are advantages and disadvantages to any community, any society, any setting. And I submit that, uh, yes, we have our disadvantages, uh, but we have uh, incredible many advantages that are, in fact, a draw for a lot of the students and faculty types that, that we are looking for, as evidenced by the faculty that are here already. As you mentioned, some of the brightest minds in the world are right here in our departments, and they have been here for decades. They establish their lives, they establish their research programs, they become uh, so uh, impactive in, at the world level, like Professor Dilbert Day uh, with his Cancer Institute here. He's been here for decades. And I can, I can highlight dozens of faculty that I have already spoken to who fall in that same category. I'm very interested in how you define success. When you and I sit down five years from now and we talk about how your first five years here have gone, what will Missouri S&T look like then that you can point to and say, see, this is what I wanted to do and this is what we do? In a perfect world, what will that look like? Well, in, in short, we will become a destination of choice for the types of faculty and students. We're not yet? Uh, we, we are. We are a destination of choice, but we'll become a destination of choice for many more uh, who will establish new national research centers, uh, who will help us uh, identify new areas of academics and research, who will become uh, a, a, a catalytic faculty member to bring other elements of research and education together 
for enhancement and creation of new areas of research. Uh, the engineering and science and uh, many supporting areas of STEM uh, are going through major uh, evolution, at the very least. Uh, nanoscience, uh, automation, artificial intelligence, all of those are really the trends of the future, and we need to be uh, a major, remain a major player in those activities. So uh, I think a success, a, a portrait of success would be that we will remain relevant, we will remain uh, focused on our mission, we will be well aware of the industry, national, global challenges, and we will be critical contributors to those critical challenges. Dr. Dagani, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. That was St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jonathan All talking with Mo Dagani, the new chancellor for Missouri University of Science and Technology in Rolla. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.